You would look good in one of Big T's tees. Hello and welcome to Sports Best Friends NRL Season, a podcast as excited about football as Caelan Ponger is about headgear. It will be unbelievable and I think it, it probably will be a dream that we're chasing and um, I just hope we go good. If anybody watched a series of rugby league games, they'd never go back to watching Union or AFL or soccer. Okay, this is a newy footy fan. Uh, and Brett O'Shank coming to you live from the post uh, Newcastle Knights season 2021 bunker. It's about two hours and 46 minutes since our season ended. The emotions are raw. They're not as raw. Um, what do you say? I sort of... Um, uh, I, I don't know. I just I don't know where to start. It was a um... relief. It's relief that it's over. It's over. Yeah, I think. Look, I think that's definitely one way to describe it. Um, I think <laughs> any season that you're following the Knights, it's going to be a dead set roller coaster. Um, yeah. And look, 2020, 2021 was um, no different than a lot of other seasons, but certainly had its. Um, its fair share of uh, highs and lows. Lows, lows, lows. Okay, let's 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 get to the game. Let's get to this game today. Good game, good game. It was a good game. That is that is definitely the the way I would describe it. I think if I had been a neutral, I would have been much like I was for the uh, Titans Roosters game. I was like, well, this. This, this is great. This is great theatre, uh, great entertainment. Um, when you when you when you've got when you've got a foot in one of the camps, eh, not so much. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I am a generally pessimistic fan. Um, I hate to have belief in the team because historically, I've tended to find that one, um, the come down is even worse uh, when they disappoint, and two. I'm generally this team generally likes to prove me wrong. So if I have belief in them, they like to tell me that I shouldn't. When I don't have belief in them, they prefer to say to me, no, this is why you should. So I went into today's game very, very pessimistic. I uh, thought I was doing the right thing. And um, yeah, the boys, um, the boys showed showed us what they were capable of. Till the- I, I, I got today what I thought I'd get. I thought we'd win, actually, but yeah. I got today the performance I, I thought we'd get. The only thing that I didn't see was that bit of bitch Moses' brilliance for six yep. points yep. and that five five minutes of losing our heads at the end of the half you yep. know, to, to concede again. But, you know, we did, I thought we'd score about 20 points and I thought that would just be enough and it wasn't quite. Yeah. All right. Well, look. Let's let's go through the game. Um, let's let's sort of. So we might. Uh, I reckon we devote about ten minutes of time to the game itself. Um, extraordinary start. The perfect start. Yeah. Um, you know, we we. It, it's so often that the Knights will get gifted this opportunity to have a great start against all the odds. 
um, and we don't capitalize on it. But no, yeah. the, the Eels offered us an opportunity with um, uh, error from the kickoff and we scored. And that was, that was essentially exactly the sort of start that you wanted in those circumstances for a game like that. It was actually like the play that we scored on, it was, it was kind of like when I had an NFL game when they'll have the first 20 plays scripted, you know, this is for the first 20 plays, this is what we'll do irrespective of the situation. Yep. And it kind of felt like that. We went roll, roll through the middle, KP, Brabham decoy, and Ariane Mark. It just was perfect. And, uh, and absolutely look, how you'd write it up. And to your credit, Bredo, you called it. You said Anari Tuala, first try scorer for the night. So uh, ticking your ticking your box there. Because um, I think, and what what led me onto that is because I think we finally realised that like South, we're a left-handed team. Yes. The, you know, like I understand that the coach is trying to make us balanced, but if you're good on one side, you're good on one side. Yeah. South have made a prelim for the last what five years doing it. That's what that's what they do. Teams know they do it. They can't stop it. Variety is all that good and well. Variety is all good and well in attack, but at the end of the day, sometimes if you're so good on one side, it's one thing for the opposition to know it's coming, but it's another thing yeah. if you're so good at it, they don't know what to do about it. I mean, the reality is we've got our best two attacking players both sit on that side of the field. Yep, that's just reality. Yep, Ponga and Tuala. So um, exactly, exactly. Um, <laughs> <laughs> hey, Tuala just coincidentally is going to get this will be his second year in the row as, try, as top try scorer for the Knights. See, that's good for a guy that we paid a bit of a wage to for two years in a row. Oh, mate, the uh, the Cowboys have given us a couple of a couple of good players over the last few years. So we got the start that we wanted. Um, it was never going to end 4 0. I, I, I try to be on record as being as positive as I can individually about players. Unfortunately, uh, in the lead up, and ultimately the scoring of the Eels opener, uh, our right side centre just, just didn't deliver when we needed him to. Yeah, some like Kurt Mann Stan on Twitter. I don't know who that idiot is, but... Uh, uh, so that, that account needs to be deactivated as quickly as possible. Uh, don't, don't, don't follow him. Um, no, like, uh, you know what? I really will never understand with the whole Kurt Mann playing centre thing. Yeah. He actually makes good contact. Yeah. Most of the time, yeah. but he gets himself in weird positions where he, he looks like he's missed the tackle, but it's because he's in the wrong position. Yeah, you know he'll be inside, he'll be in, on the inside shoulder, and on the outside shoulder, and vice versa, and he'll be out of position, and it's just yeah, it's infuriating. So um, Eels struck back, and they and they took the lead, um, took the lead as well through the conversion. I thought, I, I genuinely thought we had. Um, we had them, not their measure, but I genuinely thought that we were up for the competition for that first half hour. I, I really, yeah, they, they, they pegged us inside our 20 for 20 minutes, yeah. you know? Yeah. To, and I, I guarantee you every Knights fan and probably every neutral watcher was going, well, here comes the implosion. Yes. You know, yeah, I, this, I, I, I 100% was doing it. I was messing with Power will wear them down for 10 minutes and then Newcastle implode and it'll be 30 nil at halftime. But that's not what happened. Beautiful. Um, um, Heimel Hunt in off the in off the right, um, cut through a broken defence, scored under the post. Was there a good video referee? Good video refereeing. Do you reckon the obstruction was there? Was that an obstruction? So you no, know, I think that is. If you went black and white, it's an obstruction. Yeah. But the video ref was hundred percent right. Okay. The Kurt Bean made contact with Dylan Brown, but that wasn't why the overlap developed. The overlap developed because the winger came in. Yep. 
Yeah. And then obviously Dylan Brown then moved on, or Moses whoever it was moved on and got beaten again. But a lot of video rest would just go, oh, he's made contact with him. The ball got passed to his outside, stopped the play there. It should be the end of it. Yeah. And I, I don't but have any issue. I don't have any. I think even Gus Gould would sort of say, "I don't have any issue with the with it being ruled on that." Um, you're all for black and white, but only where black and white applies. If if that sort of makes any yeah, sense. Yeah, yeah. That has Gus and, and Gus, as much as we bagging that, he's right. He says rugby league is the least black and white sport ever. Yeah. Very much so. Every single every single contest is a contest. It's yeah, so yeah, not yeah. black and white. So Heimel Hunt scores under the posts. Um, KP goes in for the celebration and launches himself. And I think all of Newcastle held its breath to make sure that his um, head was still in place. We take the lead. What, what is the man? What is the man doing? Like, <laughs> oh, he, 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 he got a laugh, right? KP, he makes everything spectacular. So um, we take the lead. We're in it for half an hour. We're in it. You know, there's five to go in the second half. What happened? We're 10-6 up. We're going into the break with a lead, an elimination final. What happened? See, Dan, Dan Safidi made the ultimate error. He got caught offside and, yep. and backed out. And so you Clang, conceded the free? That he should have conceded, especially under these rules. Yeah. Especially under these rules, like the whole point is concede that. And Clem, yeah, Clem missed the tackle, looked really poor. But yep. Clem actually missed the tackle because you expect Dan to be it next week. Yeah. You know, he, he sort of, you could see him, he sort of stood playing his feet because thinking they've got two of them there with Mitch Moses running straight at him. Yep. All of a sudden, Mitch's view to his left, and there's no one there, and Clem's like, shit. So Mitchell Moses has gone full Andrew Joey Johns and just carved up the middle, scored a try almost untouched. The Moses try I almost could have accepted to the extent I was like, look, that's a one-off lapse. We're almost at half time. That should click us back into place. The Ferguson try, essentially on the stroke of half time, I wanted to put my head through a brick wall. I was so, oh, yeah. so yeah. annoyed. Give, give Parry credit, but like a minute before half time, when they were throwing offloads through the middle of the field. Yeah. You know, I guarantee we would have put our cue in the rack and not tried to score like they did. Yep. Yeah. yeah. They could quite easily have dropped it on their own third and give us a chance, but they just chanced their hand and it paid off for them. Yep. Uh, Moses missed the sideline conversion. I thought for all money he was going to get that. There's, yeah, there's yeah. nothing like playing the Knights to turn every goal kicker into <laughs> Hazamel Masri when they're kicking against yeah. us. So I took it as, yeah. a, as a minor blessing um, when Mitch m- missed that one. I thought the Fergo try in the second half was game over. I, I put my hand... Yeah, yeah, the, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I was waiting for the, the three or four back-to-back tries yeah. coming after that. I thought I just started to have visions of uh, the Rabbitohs final last yeah. year. I thought, yeah, this yeah. is when this is when they score thirty unanswered points. We look like idiots, and we've got to defend the team for the next six months, you know, until round one yeah. next season. And that's when Mitch, Mitch Moses did bring his El Magic boots. Yeah. Conversion. Yeah. It's twenty-two to ten. How did we get back into this game? I just, you know, we got back into the game. We kind of got into the grind that we become good at yeah and and just let kp be kp yeah 100 100 you know we, we we didn't do anything other than we just thought well, we're gonna lock the game down and trust that one of our guns are going to produce something and, and yeah. kp did well in the first instance kp did come along but in the first instance the gun and this is classic me when i'm watching if i found a way to harness my jinxing power for good, oh, the damage that I could create. So this was literally me in the call with a mate in the in the in the play from the play the ball that leads to our third try. Yeah, Jake Clifford 
No, you're passing it the wrong way. Pass it to KP. KP to run right. So that was the first thing I got right, wrong. All right. The second thing. <laughs> no, Jade, why are you kicking it, mate? There's nothing that's going to happen from that. You've wasted <laughs> another play. So that was the second one. But the third one that I used to top it off was, ah, oh, for fuck's sake, Inari, you've dropped the ball. We couldn't even make yeah. that work. So I got the, the, the direction of the ball wrong. I got the kick wrong. And I got the, um, the, the put down wrong. All for us yeah. to get this um, incredible try from where I sat out of nothing. And yeah. Cliff Dog uh, lands the conversion. Wow. The, you, the kick was incredible. Did you, yeah. did you actually watch it? In, 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 it took two bounces straight and then the left-hand turn. And yeah. it was 100% deliberate. Yeah. He, there, it, was no, there, there was no sort of oval-shaped ball lucky bounce. He deliberately kicked it like that for the third bounce to turn left, and it did. There was a lot. There was a lot of, um, and I know I'm drawing a very long bow here, but there was a lot of that Nathan Cleary sort of feeling about his kick last night. In terms of, I just when when Cliff when Clifford kicks it, I thought to myself, that isn't by accident. You know what no. I mean? Like like no. Joey was going on about Nathan Cleary last night, going, those kicks don't happen by accident. He has practiced that, and he's practiced that, and he yeah. knows. What it and that was just the feeling that you got with Clifford's kick. Um, this afternoon yeah. like no yeah. he hasn't gotten that there by accident it hasn't no. landed that he knows almost, you know he's he paid to know what the ball's going to do and he's made the ball do what he wants it to do so he's good he, Clifford such a good striker of the ball that I'm sure that now when he practices kicking he actually just practices that sort of skill he yeah. doesn't need to practice torpedo bombs and all yeah. that sort of business yeah because and because he, he just hits them naturally he's a natural striker of the football you know, like I'm like a Mitchell Pierce who clearly had to learn to kick. Yeah. And he puts all his effort into being able to kick and kick far. Yeah. Clifford is such a natural kicker that I'm sure, yeah, all his time these days is spent on, yeah, those little intricacies, those Joey-type kicks. So we get it back to 22 to 16. We're starting to get a bit of a roll on. For me, the play of the game was the KP two-man cutout pass assist to Inari for his hat-trick. Yeah. Which made all of you cows are pregnant. Oh my goodness! I was. Um, oh, it's. I thought I was watching Joey Johns out on the park again. I was like, this. This is where it's. Um, it's twenty years ago. We're playing power in the finals. Joey's just. Um, Joey's just set up another <laughs> winding. Tr- it's. It's. I, I'm there again. Like that's how exciting it was. I actually was really impressed the fact that like Anara knew it was on. Yeah, absolutely. Because in the early days of. KP in the side and sort of that running to the left business. A lot of times KP would throw the right ball and the guy would be a half a meter back, half a, you know, half a meter inside and it just wouldn't quite click. Yeah. But Adari's kind of learned to trust him just to stick on that sideline, be flat yeah. and be ready for the football. Absolutely. Absolutely. I think Anari's um, <laughs> definitely found his um, uh, spot in the team as a, as a winger, whether or not he's starting there in the, the, the problem with Anari, the problem with Anari is, and we'll obviously get to the, the major play in the last two, the two or three minutes of the game, but with, for everything that Anari giveth, Anari taketh away as yeah. well. And so yeah. by yeah. my count, by the time he scored his hat-trick, he was in the plus column for four points. So he'd given away, he'd give, scored two, he played his part in conceding two. Um, so yep. by this stage, he's, he's got himself ahead. Um, we'll get to the last play shortly. I want to talk about the forwards in the game today. Yeah. Both teams. Bashed each other. Epic battle. Yeah. Just. Just um, and I hate to admit it. I hate, hate, hate to admit it. 
the RCG hit on Frizzell, hit of the game. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I think um, I think if Tyson was failing any HIAs after the game, it was from the it was from the Regan Campbell Gillard hit. It was not from yeah. uh, it was not from anything that happened earlier. So on. that first one where they sort of thought he was going to go off, like I actually, yeah, he was a little dazed, but he kind of stumbled because he ran into the the bloke when he stood up. When he stood up, the the uh, the, the dummy half cut across his path. Yeah, he yeah, actually yeah, yeah. bumped into the dummy, and that's why he stumbled. But the commentators are like, look, look, he's stumbling. Yep. But yeah, he actually stepped into someone. That's why he stumbled. Yep. So the forwards are battering each other. And the last thing I want to say before we get to the the, the, the play that didn't determine the game, but is the one it's the one that will be talked about. The Knights need to be better in getting out of their own half. For, for me today, the game was won and lost in two things: the five minutes before half time, and Parramatta's ability to be tackled on the 40 to 50 metre line on their third tackle, as opposed to us being tackled, you know, between the 10 to 20 metre line on our third tackle. That that we even need, was. We need to have the ability to spread the ball in our own 20. Safely. No, I don't mean throw the ball wildly like we do sometimes. Yep. Safely just spread three quick passes and have your centre in enough space to run 15 metres before he gets tackled. Well, you're spot on about doing it safely because the one time we did try to spread the ball in our own 10 metres, uh, Kurt Mann almost give it, got given such a hospital pass. He yeah, Mitchell, 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 yeah, yeah, Mitchell, yeah. Yeah, yeah I, th- I threw something on the TV when that, when that pass. <laughs> so uh, it's 20, we're 22 to 20 down. Uh, Parra have got the ball. They're on the attack. Clint Gutherson um, miss kicks a field goal. Going towards the try line. Um, Penasini? Yeah, yeah. Goes for the ball. Anari takes him out before he gets there. Was it a penalty try? Yes. Ignoring the Gutho for a second, purely Anari taking him out, it was a penalty try. Yep. So I'll play, I'll I'll sort of play, I won't play devil's advocate. What I I think ultimately, because I say this, I say this about a lot of decisions where I have arguments with people. I'm like, this is why you can't say this or that decision decided the game or that this and that decision is, you know, short of other perfectly worded rules, technically wrong. Because whatever you think about the penalty try, the evidence was there to give it. Yeah. You can say the evidence was there to say, no, it's a professional foul, send him for 10. We can't be sure, da, 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 da. But the evidence was there to give it. Now, yeah. there's been a lot of back and forth about Gutho's um, dropped ball. As much as it pains me to say it, the rules do say all they have to do is intentionally release the ball and then yeah. make contact with the ball shortly after it kick touches. My, my issue with it is yeah. it's, not a clean, it's not a clean bounce on the ground. Yeah, It actually hits the ground and, and the ball half rolls before he kicks it. Yeah, yeah. To yeah. me, that's to me, to me, that's not a drop kick. In terms of the rules, yeah, you can drop it, and if you swing your foot out and get it clean, yeah, the, it's a shit rule, but it's the rule. Because so the, problem, issue with it, the problem with it is, it does make sense to sort of because it does make sense to make it a sort of clear cut, clear cut, black and white interpretation of field goals. Because if you didn't have it that way, well, technically every field goal attempt is a drop ball. Yeah. So you have to have something in there that says, look, this is the provision to cover this, and unfortunately, whatever comes of that you know that we don't intend we're sort of stuck with it yeah yeah and and that's right in terms of he deliberately releases the ball that's and right. he did Gutho was he was intending on kicking it yeah he, he messed it up but he was definitely intending on kicking it yeah, yeah. we're 28 to 22 down they, they take a conversion from in front this is why i was not upset with the team in general come the end 
is because any other any other season we're down by eight points with two minutes to go. We've either given it, given up or we go for the short kickoff and it doesn't happen for us. But this time it does happen for us. Yeah. And we get the ball back. Unfortunately, though, from my perspective, a season of a clunky attack caught up with us when it mattered most. We needed yeah. to be able to execute something quickly, swiftly, um, and productively. And we just didn't have it in us in those last. And that was the story of the game. All four tries were four pieces of individual brilliance. For we us? Actually, yeah, we never actually constructed a try. Like the first one, yeah, is a, is a set play, but essentially KP's got to throw the perfect ball on both those passes to score. Yeah. You know, it's not where you've just created a simple two-on-one, three-on-two to score. Yep. The Clifford one takes a perfect kick off the top of his head. There was no way that was a set play. It was just a perfect kick off the top of his head yep. to score. That's my concern with us, that we don't just have those easy, oh, I've beaten my defender, quick play of the ball, three yep. on two, down the side, score, try. We, ne- we never do it that way, and that's our issue. The play has to be perfect for the score. So the season's over. We've lost the game, and all of which I agree with, by the way. 22, uh, sorry, 28 to 22. Um, Eels go on to play the Panthers next week. We go on to Mad Monday and we get rid of ready for season 22. Did KP arrive for the Newcastle Knights today? Yes. Yes, absolutely. Why? Absolutely. Because Parramatta knew he was our attack and they targeted him yep. and he still was the best player on the field on our side of the field. I think I likened um, today's game to the 98 um, Bulldogs loss. Um, in term, just in terms of, you know, we had this one player out there, um, Joey in 98, uh, KP today, who, you know, put on his, his best attacking game, you know, at least from a perspective of setting up other players. And it just wasn't enough to get us over the line. Now, the good yeah. thing about 98 is that we went on to further finals, preliminary finals, and ultimately a grand final. Is the potential there for that to be the pathway for this team? Yes. Yes. Why? We have all the key things covered. Yep. I'll, I'll leave Mitch Pierce out of it for the second, but you look at it, yeah, we've got the middles fine. Our middle, yeah, we've got the twins who are we've got an origin player and Dan and probably the best origin middle this year in the series. Yep. We've got Jacob who's I'd say ninety percent as good as Dan, so that's you know, that's top shelf. Yep. We've still got we've still got Clem. Yeah, he's still a top, probably a top fifteen prop in the in the NRL. Okay. The lock position will be the issue next year with Connor gone, but I think we've got lots of options. Jaira Mamasia to me, and as you know, other guys that we chat to agree with me that he's the one. Yep. He's got the X factor and the ability to play in the middle. So we've got the middle covered. Yep. We've got one edge covered, Frizz. Whatever you think of Tyson Frizzell, he's a top tier left edge player. I say right edge player. I thought he aimed up today. I thought he did his bit. Yeah, you know, targeting. He, he, he wasn't perfect, and he, you know, but he tried his guts out, and that's why he was there. And 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 I have said in the presser that he had the post game speech, and he was sensational. Yep. So, so uh, um, and the backs. What about the backs? So obviously, you know, we've got Jack Clifford to me as the long term halfback. Yep. We all agree, and I think it's inevitable. KP's the six. 
Yep. And whether and whether that turns out that young Bailey Hodgson is the fullback or we need to go to the market for fullback. Well, what about um, that? We've got Dane Gagai coming as well. Is he, uh, I yeah. just now thought of this. Is he uh, from less, he's played fullback for us before? I thought to me, he's the backup. He's, he's the second chance fullback. He, yep. he can't be your number one. But if he's yep. in your squad and you can and you move him back there, as we've done with Kurt Mann and Connor at times, you know, I'd much prefer Dane be the guy going back there. Yep. So, he, yeah, he's, he's quite easily the number two, you know. And in terms of and in, our outside backs, wings and stuff, we don't have any guys looking at, oh, that guy's a superstar. Yep. But geez, we have a lot of guys that I think can be good first-grade wingers. Yeah. You know, yep. and to me, in our depth chart next year, Anara Tuala is about fifth. Yeah, true. And the guy that scored a hat trick in the semi-finals, a fifth choice winger. First nice player position. First nice player to score a hat trick in finals football. Yeah, yep, yep. Um, you would put your money on tomato, wouldn't you? Uh, yeah, oh, or Adam McDougal. They they, they would yeah. have been my first two goes yeah. with players. All right, we 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 we've probably gone a little bit uh, further along, um, and the Wi-Fi in the the dial-up out here in Newcastle is about to fade <laughs> any moment now. Uh, quick season review. Where did we go wrong? What? Why? Why did we finish with the twelve and twelve record? Um, why did we finish with the ninth best defence, second worst attack in the in the in the league? Uh, what went wrong? What went wrong for us? We don't. We don't have the mental fortitude to cope with the injury toll we had. Is that, without the Roosters? Is that a squad thing? Is that a club thing? Or is that? It's a, an ex- a, it's an experience thing. Okay. We, so we don't we have the. Win? Yep, absolutely. And I think we did. I think late in that run at the end of the year, as much as we didn't play well, we kept winning. We kept crying it out. I think that'll hold us in good stead next year because a lot of kids that shouldn't have played this year did. Yep. And they'll be better for it next year. Yep. Um, we had 12 wins. Half yep. of those wins were made up out of doubles over teams outside of the eight. We had yep. two wins over teams. Inside the eight, uh, and then we picked up a couple others over the Cowboys, uh, the Broncos. Manly. Manly. Oh, Manly was in the eight. Um, oh, oh, yeah, sorry, yeah, yeah. And uh, um, uh, oh, sorry, double over the Bulldogs. Sorry, double over the Bulldogs. Sorry. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So we need to, we need to, we need to start beating teams above us. Um, more yeah. or at least we need to be more competitive about, against teams. Our, our biggest issue is that those good sides, the Roosters, Melbourne, and all that, beat us mentally. Very much so. We were, but like the Roosters, we were saying, oh, yeah, the Roosters don't play against us like they played last night where they hand tries the teams. But that's because we don't stay the fight with them long enough. Yeah, true. Yeah. You know, we, you know we, we really go to water when those good sides put the blowtorch to the belly. Titan, the Titans. And, that, and that's how we need to get better. The Titans stayed with the Roosters every step of the way, almost every step, literally every step of the way until the full-time whistle. Yeah. Um, yeah. And they, they found ways to capitalise on Roosters' errors. Okay. What worked well for the Knights in 2021? What um, what were what was our successful stuff and what what can we use from that to look forward? We've, to we've, we found our halfback. Jake Clifford's now our halfback for the next 10 years. We found our halfback. Yep. Lock it yep. in. Yep. Done. Sorted. <laughs> so you're confident we've, on that, can you? <laughs> so, so so we found we found our halfback, we found our hooker for the next 10 years. So we've got half the spine locked in. KP obviously is the third. So three quarters of our spine for a decade to me it was found and locked in this year. And look, you know, KP was uh, showing the love on uh, Instagram tonight. He uh, he uh, posted a photo of the, the whole dressing room saying family. So um, 
Yeah. Um, you know, it's, Mate, I don't care. I don't care what I don't care what the haters say. That bloke loves Newey. He, loves he does him. love Newey. Yeah, he absolutely Cause, does. Because he, because a guy like him, he he loves the live the the life. He's a king in Newcastle, mate. He's a king, and he knows. Oh, it. mate, he'd be a king anywhere. But I do know what you mean. We, um, he's certainly our king in 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 these parts. Yeah. Okay, l- let's talk about the coach, Adam O'Brien. Pass, fail, neutral, or high distinction. <laughs> um, pass. I think that it clicked for him at the end of the year. That sorry, what was that? Say that again. A, a pass. I think it. At the middle of the year, it clicked with him that after 15 years at the Storm and the Roosters, we are the Storm and the Roosters. You can't, you you, you can't like he, he. I think he just thought he'd turn up and go. Well, these are the systems that work for those guys. If I implement them at Newcastle, all will be good. And then he's kind of gone after a while and got, oh, you actually need to run those systems for 10 years before you're that good at it. <laughs> and and Newcastle fans are going to sit and wait for 10 years of implementing those systems. Yeah, and, he, and I think he finally started to realise that, yeah, I can use that experience and use what I know from those good clubs, yep. but we need to use the personnel we have to their strengths. Yep. One of the criticisms of um, O'Brien this year, which I took very personally, was this idea that he's uh, got an ego, um, that he throws and that he throws his players under the bus. Thoughts on that? No. Nah. I, I think he's got. I think, I think he's got a, a bit of an ego on it, but I think the ego. You, have, an ego, to, I think you have to if you're going to be one of 16 first grade coaches in the NRL. That's, that's exactly right. Like you know, you don't get to be a first grade coach unless you've got an, an ego. Yep. Wayne Bennett's got the biggest ego I've ever seen. <laughs> like it's it's incredible, but I, I think that he he realised from the guys that he's learned off yep. that your players have to love you. Yep. So you're and still how many times? How many times this year did we get belted? And he went to the press conference and went, no, nah, it was my fault. We didn't, we didn't, we didn't train up good enough this week. That, 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 that was my sort of take on A lot of people sort of pointed to a lot of things that he said in press conferences. And there is one that does come to mind where he sort of said, look, there are a lot of players in this club that don't have that winner's mentality and we're going to get yeah. that. And he, but he's right. Well, this is the thing. Knights fans will tell you, but that's true. Like there are, yeah, that's... we are a one-town team where making the Newcastle Knights is the goal. And Adam O'Brien, so that's our half hour. Adam O'Brien was brought to Newcastle to say, making the first grade should not be the goal. It should be one yep. of many goals, with the goal being a premiership. So he, he what he said was right. There, were too, there are too many players in Newcastle. It's the number one thing we whinge about. Like, we whinge about yes. the fact that Newcastle boys love being Knights and they're just happy to be Knights. Yeah, that's the problem. You know, that's. I'm glad he called that out. It had to be called out. Um, moving on, to, moving on to next year. Anthony Seabold is confirmed as uh, leaving. Which what a shame! Tragic, tragic. And um, do we, who do we look to fill that gap now? Who who do we look to? We need we need we need an experienced guy. We don't okay, we don't so want to experience is the way to go. That, that's what I was yeah, asking. Yeah, we, we 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 need we need we need a guy that can be. And for one of a better term, the head kicker. Yep. So AAB, so AAB can be the, 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 the ego massager and the guy at the top. Yep. We need the guy under him that drags Blake's by the neck and says, this is how we're going to do it, son. Yep. Um, Hayden Knowles as well, coming on board next year. Might be the most important thing the club's ever done since signed Andrew Joey Johns. Yeah, I, I, I actually do agree with that. We've 
historically, the Knights have always used uh, injuries as an excuse as to why we never have our full so, um, team you know, in place. I think today was actually potentially the strongest team we've played all year, but for the first yeah, time yeah. we've been able to do yeah. it. The, uh, the only top 17 player that didn't play today was Fitzy, and he's a barely a 17 player. Yeah, 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 exactly. Um, but to me, because I was having this conversation with um, some people on Twitter before, um, before today's game, and I was sort of saying a couple of years ago, I realised that you take for granted the idea that you think clubs are doing what they can because they want to win something. You actually, that's not a given. It's not a given that people who are running your club are like, no, we want to to win football games. We want to win premierships. We we want to create legacies. And for everything that the Knights can say in public or what they can say in the media or how they can address things, what you want to do is see them doing things on and off the field, not just talking about them. And so yeah. the fact that they're building this center of excellence, which everyone's doing now, what you want to do is, well, no, what sets you apart? And saying to the best, like the, one of the least injured teams in the comp at the moment, we want what you're doing. That says to me, well, they're thinking about winning stuff. Yeah, yeah. Pen- Penrith win games purely on fitness and physicality. Like Nathan, Nathan Clear is Nathan Clear and he'll win a football. They've won many games in the last two years purely on being fitter and tougher than the team they're playing. That sort of sounds really like a that. flight. You're not, you're not calling into question their ability, are you? No, no. I'm just saying that teams have off days. Teams are never perfect every week. Yeah. And, and, and Penrith, you've got, you know, they've, what, they've won 90% of their games in the last two years? Yep. I'd say probably four or five of those have been purely on... We're going to bash you and we're not playing well, but eventually you'll give in. We'll and, we'll the, and we'll run over the top of you at the end. Yep. And yeah. they did that to us this year. We were, we were down a try from 90% of the game in that game. Then they put on three tries in the last 10 minutes because they bashed us in the submission. Yeah, I think it was like 10 to six, ten points to six or something. Yeah, yeah it was. It was. They, they, scored, they, they scored, I think it was 12 to go. They scored to get the margin out and then kept going. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Um, look, I think, I think we're sort of getting towards the end we'll, we'll finish with a few um passing uh, comments or reflections um what are your goals for season 2022 for the newcastle knights middle of next year has to be a home final so we have to be in the top six yeah and we have to win it we yeah we have we have to we have to and all things being equal we have to be knocking on the door of the four yep you know none of this eight points behind fourth ten points behind fourth yeah. you know fifth would be okay if we're two points behind fourth, you know. That's where we need to be on paper, on our roster. We're about the fifth best team in the comp. Yep. I I want to – I'm exactly with you. I want to host a final. I want to win a final. I want to um, – I, I don't want any more than 10 losses next year. Um, yeah. So I, I think 14 wins minimum. Uh, and I want to be in the top half defensively and in attack. Um, and I need next next year. Our next year, our big goal has to be that we average over twenty in attack and under twenty in defence. Yeah, absolutely, and which is what we did last year. Yeah. Um, and the only other thing as well is that next year I'm hoping that we continue the fine roosters tradition of winning premierships when um, the year after Connor Watson leaves your club. Yeah, um, yeah. Seems to be seems to be a nice pattern. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, um, who's your favourite player this year? Jaden Braley. Really? 
Mate, you, you, you know me. I was so against him coming to us. Yeah, same. And he, I've said that on other podcasts. Because I just, I, just I just thought he was a tackle bot. I thought he was yeah. 100% tackle bot. Yeah. And he is a tackle bot. But then he also is really good at attack. Yep. And he, he's not spectacular at attack, but he hits the, the right player every dive. Yeah. Um, my favourite player this year was Jake Clifford. I, I know he was only here for – he wasn't here for a whole season, yeah. but um, his first game was a 40-point thrashing on Old yeah. Blue's Day. And at that yeah. point, we were 14th and the Cowboys were about to play finals. He absolutely, could have, he absolutely could have just packed it in, said, I've yeah. made a huge error and just coasted for the rest of the season. But he was a massive reason as to why. And he was he was the highlight of Magic Round for us, watching these bombs for the Cowboys. That's right, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we're like, oh, well, we, need oh. we need something good from this. Way. Actually, for, for, for those who don't know, uh, for those who don't know me, I, I ran into Jake Clifford with the other Cowboys players uh, on the Saturday morning that they were going to play. And I ran over and I pat him on the shoulder. I said, mate, everyone in Newcastle is very excited about you coming. And all of the Cowboys players laughed at him. So uh, I like to think that Jakey got the last laugh. And then we beat him 38 nil about a month later. So, we, Which was it. the last, and that was the last night's last, game that yeah. we got to watch. Yeah. Um, I guess, I guess it, it's a pass for me as well um, for this year. I really would have loved to have won that Broncos game just so that we could have had a 13-11 yeah. uh, win-loss record. But... Yeah, you know, you, you you give up a you give up a loss there to be you know at least give us a better chance today. Um, so I, I definitely give us a pass, and um, yeah, I, I'm with I'm with you. We need to be top six, knocking on top four next year. We need to keep our players fit in the park, and we need to learn how to utilize uh, Bradman best. Uh, whatever whatever we did yeah. wasn't working this year, and I, I don't want him going the way of um, I don't know. There's, there's just players that we have ability to... In two years of first grade, we still have not seen him in open space. Yeah. We still have not seen him in hit top year in two years of first grade. Yeah. He's a battering around. It's crazy. Yeah. yeah. Any final thoughts, my friend? No, I, I am really happy how this season's finished. Because yeah. come, yeah, probably that Parramatta loss, I was like, this is a disaster. Yeah. This is an absolute disaster. Yeah. And um, to finish in the eight and give a good side a run for their money, yep. I'm happy with it. Yeah, no, same. I, I think I think the fact that we were 14th with I don't know, however, like a dozen rounds to go um, to improve on seven positions. And granted, we needed a lot of other things to go in our favour, but that was the way the competition was going this year. But yeah, you know, we we had to beat certain teams around That's us. Right. We played them all, and yeah. we beat them all. Yeah, That's all you got to um, do. And, and and the fact that. The fact that they sort of had things against it, you know, from 14th, we absolutely could have bottomed out, but yeah. we didn't. And, and the Knights of Old would have. That's right. Yeah. So the, um, the signs are definitely there for, um, for better things uh, in the future. And for the other thing that I'm excited about is that my cousin's goat bet is um, still on. in play. Yeah. On. Doing it for Newcastle. Goat bet still going. Uh, boys still loving each other. You can just feel there's a real bromance there and, and you want to be a part of it. I was obviously lucky enough to be part of it on a peripheral sense during Magic Round and I loved every minute of it. I went and found them every time I could. Um, found out a lot about the uh, machinations of the Newcastle fan political scape and I uh, was more than happy to uh, to learn about that from those two old heads uh, and, of course, the uh, bronze head, which I really hope happens 
in this great state of New South Wales that we get down there. We get the bronze for John's happening. The greatest halfback, probably the greatest player of all time, um, at least to date, should be immortalised, uh, not just with the word immortal, but also with a stature, so that when he does die, heaven forbid, and I shouldn't bring that up, Daily Messenger, please protect him, um, we have a, sto- a statue that actually immortalises him. So get around that. Uh, there's Google it. I'm sure you'll find the, the thing you can sign and, and the social media accounts that you should be following to make sure that we do finally convince people that that is a thing that should happen. I'm feeling all right because I'm not going to get bruised. What do you mean, how am I feeling? Enjoy your sport for another week. Get around good people on the socials like the two handsome men that you heard today at Bretto Shank and at Newy Footy Fan on Twitter. Both fantastic blokes. I'm sure if you're listening to the show, you're already following them because we give them a shout out often. And enjoy your sport till next time. No, what do I usually say? I've said it a thousand times. I've said it 195 times. Enjoy your sport for another week. Get around good people on the socials. And we'll talk to you next time, sports best friends. <laughs> we wouldn't have got that win without your support. We heard you cheering the whole 60 minutes and we bloody love yous. Um, Bretto, I'm, 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 I'm sort of happy to leave it there. I think uh, short-ish, sharp, and uh, to the point. But, um, mate, I'm keen as to watch more footy with you next year and, uh, and bring, on the, um, bring on the off-season, I say. Yep, yep, yep. The women's in January. The women's oh, very January. much. Excited. And, just, and who's, who's your tip for the grand final? Uh, Penrith. I still think Penrith. I still think I think, I, I think Penrith will beat South in the, in the grand final. Yeah, right. Well, I, I just I just need Melbourne to win so that I continue my anti-Cameron Smith agenda. So, yeah. Yeah, it's fair. It's fair. Fair. Cool. All right, my friend. Right. I'll um I'll click stop on the record and uh, I'll see you back on the um on the online. See you, brother.